When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Some people just know bundling with Allstate means big savings. Just like they know the right ingredient means big flavor. They know honey on pizza is where it's at. And olive oil on ice cream is the cherry on top. And they know when you bundle home and auto with Allstate, you can save up to 25%. Mm -mm. Bundled savings vary by state and are not available in every state. Saving up to 25% is the countrywide average of the maximum available savings off the home policy. Allstate Vehicle and Property Insurance Company and Affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois. This is the Sooner Sports Podcast. Your all-access pass to Sooner Sports. The Sooner Sports Podcast is presented by Allstate. Are you in good hands? And by Riverwind Resort. Riverwind Resort, the place to be. Oh, mama! What a play! Now, here's your host, Chris Plank. All right, welcome into the Sooner Sports Podcast. Apologies for dropping a little bit later on a Tuesday morning, but it's for good reason. Because coming up here in mere moments, we will chat with K.J. Kindler after the record-setting week, attendance-wise, for Sooner Women's Gymnastics. And oh yeah, by the way, they beat UCLA. They're still number one. K.J.'s coming up here in moments. Plus, eight former Sooners were at the Combine this week. How did they do? How's it looking going forward? And how much more draft talk can we possibly fit into the Sooner Sports Podcast? Trust me, it's going to be a ton. But we'll talk Kyler Murray, Marquise Brown, and Combine Notes coming up a little bit later on the podcast. But right now, we welcome in the head coach of the OU women's gymnastics team. They are on a path towards another championship with the way that they've been performing over the last, uh, well, I can't even say a couple of weeks this entire season. K.J. Kindler kicks off the show with us. Coach, congratulations. Just how amazing was that for you looking back now with not just the crowd but this team's performance on Sunday? We hope that's the new normal for Oklahoma Gymnastics, not just a, a one-time shot. But it was a really amazing meet from beginning to end. It couldn't have been a better show. We couldn't have scripted it better. Uh, going into that last event tied, I mean, I, I don't know how you could put on a better show, not only for the people there, but the people watching ESPN and the people around the country. And it's just a great sport. And honestly, it's, it's like that at the top. It's touch and go. You don't know who's going to win. You're watching till the very last routine to find out what the result will be. It's awesome. It was funny. On Wednesday when we came out, I was joking with Meg and Lindsay about math and kind of doing the math in your head. Heading into that final rotation, I became a math expert. I mean, I really <laughs> did. You're like, okay, you're going to drop that. So we need this. How hard is that for you? This is probably something that we've talked about a thousand times. To manage making sure you're paying attention to being there technically for what your gymnasts need, but then also not allowing yourself to get too distracted about, all right, I need a 9.8 here, or I need a 9.9. I mean, is that factor in? Is that a challenge? It's not a distraction as much as it's just part of the game, you know, just like anything else. So, um, sure, we're looking at the performances. On floor in particular, uh, Emma's routine was incredibly important because she has missed several times this year. And so uh, we made a switch, actually, right before the event. She was going to be second. We put her third Tom thought it would be better to have two hit routines right off the bat. 
versus Emma, who has been a question mark uh, for some of the seasons. So we switched it and, and we were kind of off rolling, you know, and when you get rolling, that's that's a good thing. And uh, Emma could feel the momentum, I think. And she really rose to the occasion as a freshman in that environment, under that pressure. I was hugely excited for her. I think I did jump high. There's a picture <laughs> There's of a me. Picture of you in the background. Yeah. I know. I know. I gotta keep it. Keep no, it lower. you don't. And by the way, my quads hurt from that jump. <laughs> One jump. You're, you know, you're, that's but you're sad. down the whole time. You're kind of you're you're, you're in that I'm catcher squatting, stance, right? Yeah. You're watching them. So when you pop yeah. up, that's like a burpee. I think. Yeah, isn't but it? I kind of. Yeah, <laughs> it, it was unusual, but. She nailed it, and that was huge for our team. And so I'm doing the math, like you said, <laughs> while I'm watching the routines, and I know I know what uh, Brenna needs in order to kind of solidify it. So right. um, before Olivia went, we, we kind of knew, which was great. Um, Olivia, her performance was a real seal-the-deal kind of moment, and it was, it was super fun. I have so many questions, so many yeah. things to get to. Let's just start in general – you sent a thank you message out on Twitter, and you were very gracious after the meet. You grabbed the mic, and I thought it was cool that you brought the UCLA coach out. Um, but, I mean, just in general, when you look back on this, I loved what you told ESPN. We went, we had to watch the meet, of course, whenever we went home. And your response, whenever they said the crowd went, about time. Yeah. <laughs> Which I loved because you're in that moment. And it was quite honest. It was quite honest. But, uh, again, like you said, you hope it becomes a new norm. March 15th with Alabama coming in. But what was that like to maybe try to manage the energy and manage the excitement? Because they've been in some big meets on the road. But at home, UCLA had a good crowd there too. With all, the, Did you have to do any, all right, on maybe our rotations? we got to slow down just a little bit, stay within yourself. What was that like? You know, one thing that we do as a coaching staff, which is very interesting, you'll, you'll see a lot of coaches bring their group together mm-hmm. um, after each event. We rarely do that. And there's a reason. You know, when their head's in the right spot, why am I going to mess with it? You know, so after vault, uh, we're definitely in the right space. I knew after warm-up our heads were good. We were in a very good spot Um, because you can really – you can really learn a lot when you watch them warm up and and see where their minds are and their bodies – so after vault, we just let them roll. You know, we just Great. let them move with the momentum. We don't try to stop it and redirect anything because it's directed in the right direction. And so uh, they just keep keep rolling with it. And um, with beam, I almost never get them together because to get them riled up or anxious before beam is a is a poor idea in my eyes. So we just don't do that a whole lot. They do it a lot amongst themselves, and if you know they're rolling, they just go. We didn't have to do that. How huge, looking back now, to put the squad in a position to where we are in a dead heat heading into the floor routine for you and beam for UCLA. How big was the beam performance of Olivia? Wait, uh, Anastasia. I screwed that up twice. Anastasia and, and Maggie. Yeah, huge, because after you have a miss like that, you know you can't have another. And uh, that's a hard position to be in, to mm-hmm. be in the anchor po- anchor spot. People think it's a real uh, perk to be in the anchor spot. The scores are real high at the end. But the fact is, is it's very possible and maybe probable that there's a mistake in front of you. Not e- It doesn't even have to be a major mistake. It can be a 9.75 or a 9.6 or something like that that will really hurt your team's score. So you feel you feel the need to really rise up. And so the people at the end there are mentally strongest and definitely our most consistent, and Anastasia and Maggie can handle that. Um, Did you have a good feeling after the beam where this team was heading into the floor? I, well, I knew we were tied. and I understand that, yeah. Probably more mentally maybe is a better question. No, because floor has been our most inconsistent event. Actually, right. beam and floor have been inconsistent uh, throughout the season. N- not in a bad way. You know, a normal team might be really excited about <laughs> right. beam and floor, but we're pushing to be a 49-5 every time. So a 49-2 on beam is, is falling short of what we're capable of. So going into floor when you're tied – uh, is is usually easy if you're the home team. But right. UCLA is an incredibly good beam team. And so you know. And when last year when we were at their place, we went to beam tied and we won. Oh, wow. And so you know anything can happen and if you put up your most you know amazing performances. So we, we knew we were in a good spot. But 
Emma was key, and she came through big. We need to focus more on Emma LaPenta because I we had a chance to talk to her and had her on the podcast last week. She very soft-spoken, very quiet, but yet whenever she got on the floor, I'd never seen her perform because I don't think she was yet on the floor. Her first floor was Florida, wasn't it? I think that was one of the yes. first times that you ever used her this year on the floor. And as you mentioned, it'd been a bit of a struggle. But, man, when she gets on the on the floor and she starts her performance, she is just full of personality, isn't she? She is. And she does a triple full, which is three revolutions with one salto. And she's the only one in that meet who did that. It's an E-level skill. It's the most difficult skill that you can perform. So she has a very difficult routine. She's very quick. You can tell she's extremely athletic and she's just this tiny little thing. So she's really fun to watch. She has a lot of potential and, and we're developing it. You know, she's getting the experience and uh, certainly, there was no experience like Sunday. 10,000 plus, 10,177. When you look back, how would you grade the crowd? How did we do? Were we loud enough? Were we cheering at the right times? Was there good energy? Yes, there was great energy. It was so exciting for them. And honestly, they were absolutely in awe. And, you know, one of my messages to them was, you guys need to enjoy this moment. <laughs> like, enjoy this moment before we even went out because – this was something we have been striving to do for right. 13 years. And uh, like I said, I hope it's the new norm because when people come, they really see how exciting and fun it is and uh, they want to come back. I think there's a lot of things that go into it, too. Number one, uh, it, it moves. You know, there's not a lot of downtime to where you're having to wrangle the kids. Mm -hmm. There's always stuff going on. And you guys do a good job with all the in-house stuff, I think, as well, too. Oh, and then you add to it, and you're watching the elite of the elite. And some of the questions my girls were asking were great. And then the way that it's explained, if you've never been before, the way that it's explained, Coach, I think that helps even the most, I don't rudimentary fan, most elementary fan. It really makes you feel smart when they're going into the event. Yeah, they do a video kind of explaining the event and what you're looking for and height and distance mm -hmm. and this and that. And I think we're trying to educate our crowd too. We want you to know what's going on. Right. And so that's that's hugely important. Hugely loud, hugely fun, big time. We'll talk more about UCLA. Hey, when did you guys make the decision to pull back the curtains? Did you make that on Tuesday? Last uh, we week? were we were debating Wednesday? it all week, but as the ticket sales went up, we said we got to take it down. <laughs> got to take it down, and and what a great decision that was! It was full. It was so exciting. Coach, one angle we haven't talked about too much on the crowd: the students, and I. The students were not just impressive on Sat a Sunday, but they've been impressive all season for you, haven't they? Yeah, we've had the highest student attendance of any sport except football. So um, they're coming out. We had almost a 1,000 at our last meet. I haven't gotten the numbers for this meet yet, but they're coming out. They're having fun. They're really involved, and they're, they're loving it. I think after floor, when the, the girls get to go by and they mm -hmm. give them high fives and stuff, and they feel like part of the event. So I think that's really fun. There was, there was a dude that was into it. <laughs> the whole time there on the front row. Did you notice him or were you so I, – I did not. Okay. If you get a chance, there was a guy that was on the front – I don't – it might have even been the MC. It might have been our PA guy. But every time that there was a move, he kind of had the little move with him as well too. <laughs> and he was getting everyone up. But that's awesome. You have the you have the diehards that have the cutout OU that are cheering and kind of lead the way. So even if you're confused and you're like, am I supposed to cheer now? You can follow them. It was just – it, it was, I hope it wasn't a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. I, you're right. I it think can't this, be. It's got to <laughs> catapult on to bigger and better things, yeah. including, uh, as we mentioned, Alabama coming up. All right, so how do you then transition from the excitement of a tight win, a crowd like that, to getting ready to uh, hit the road? Because, I mean, you got you, – you, the schedule doesn't get any easier no. from here on out for this No, team. we're heading to Michigan. Uh, we'll compete at Michigan on Saturday on the Big Ten Network live. So that's an early meet also. That's at noon, very similar to the UCLA meet. They're a great team. Um, they've had a really phenomenal season. They're kind of on an upward swing. You can see that their scores are getting bigger and bigger. And it's always been hard for us to compete at Michigan. We have the last two times we've gone there, we won by the margin of .05. 
So it has been a very tough place to compete. Of course, we'll have snow up to our waist, I, I think. I was just and looking <laughs> at the weather for you, so I'll have that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and, and they're a great team. So we're really excited. That's a, a good moment for us to go on the road and have that kind of experience. And then we head to Iowa State and compete there on Monday evening. And so it's a, it's a big weekend for us and uh, five days on the road. Hey, good news. Good news. Saturday, there's a high of 40 in Ann Arbor. Right now, it's nine. So I'm, I'm good that you're not there So 40. we're bringing our bikinis? You better, better right. bring Sunblock. your shorts. <laughs> Sunblock. Yeah, you're going to have 43 degrees. That's going to be a great deal. But uh, And then, you, as we say, you turn around and you come home. We've talked a lot about Bama. But you get the Big 12 championship yeah. inside the LNC as March well. March 23rd at 1 p.m., the Big 12 championship. And you'll have West Virginia, Iowa State, and Denver. And Denver's ranked number six right now. Wow. We went out to their place and, and won by a pretty small margin, less than two-tenths, I think. And uh, they're a great team. So that's going to be a real tough one. How do you feel about the way things are coming together with your lineup? You've been smart with resting. Maggie didn't do the all-around. Uh, who did the all-around? Anastasia, Anastasia and Brenna. And Brenna did the all-around on Saturday. I'm trying to remember. I got nervous as a fan. And I, I know that you're nervous as a coach sometimes, but I got nervous as a fan. And I probably, if there was ever any video of me, there's a lot of fist pumping and us throwing our hands in the air. But uh, it was also cool because in watching, you watch everyone around it. So I'm watching Maggie go up to Brenna before she does her floor routine, even though she's not doing the floor. That leadership's pretty key for someone who's not yet quite where they need to do the all-around, but they're still leading in different ways. With I, that very long lead, and it's pretty impressive to see Maggie as a leader, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, Evie was in our beam lineup for the second time in her career, and I saw several athletes going up to her trying to calm her down. She wa- awesome. She did have some nerves that day and didn't do her best – Beamer team, but she she came through in a way, and uh, she'll get better and better. But they are really honing in on that, and and they sense that from her, and they're trying to calm her down, and that's great leadership. What is everyone has their own routine, don't they? They when, do, when, and I don't mean that just on the beam. I just mean like a pre whatever it might be. If it's music, if it's a walk, if it's a handshake, whatever it is, everyone kind of has their own little thing, don't they? Yes, we call them superstitions. Okay? <laughs> You're not superstitious. you know, Maggie leaves and goes into the tunnel during Saw balance that. beam and uh, some of them, you know, have handshakes, like you said, and some talk, you have to have the same person talk to you with their hands on <laughs> their shoulders in the same way and you wink and whatever it is. So, Yes, we do have a lot of that, but that's kind of that's a ritual kind of thing for your team, and that's really cool. It's a tradition, really. What does it say whenever you see well, Bart's the superstar, right? We know when we get Bart, we get the big time. But when ESPN commits the resources that they did, Holly Rowe is here. Whenever you see, uh, I what I heard was pretty good numbers for it as well too. That. You know, softball had this whenever the Women's College World Series started having big numbers. You guys have put up big numbers as well, too. That can't do nothing. Is that proper English? That that just helps the sport, right? Yeah, live on the main ESPN On the main ESPN. Network. Huge. Re-aired all week on ESPNU, too. I know. I watched it at 9 when I got home. <laughs> but I'm... I'm seeing a lot of that. It is growing. The sport is growing. You're seeing it on ESPNU, ESPN2. Um, obviously, it's on the SEC network every Friday. But to be on the main network, I mean, obviously, they looked at this meet and thought, this is something that everyone needs to see. Jay Degavea was named the gymnast of the meet. And uh, that means that in, in events where she has been interviewed by me, She's the gymnast of the meet. So maybe that's something we want to look at down the road. Okay. But of all the things that stood out to me on our Wednesday, uh, I guess you could say day at practice, she's just dripping with personality. And I know that everyone's dinged up and she's doing her stim while she's doing our interview with us. But when you have someone that just appears to have an incredible personality like that and keeps everything positive, what does that do for this team? Well, she's very genuine, very confident, and Honestly, when you know Jade is going, you feel no nerves. She is just, she's a cat in the air. She knows where she's at, but she's also just aggressive as all get out. Love it. And so you just know she's going to bring it. Yeah, she's a great she's a great person to have on your team. <laughs> and she's just yeah. a junior, so we got another year with yeah. her as well, too. All right, so 
what can we do? Now that all the thank yous, all the high fives, all the hugs, mm-hmm. you're already back to work. You're practicing today. You're grinding. You're getting ready for Michigan this weekend. If there's a challenge to the fans, it's just to get out, right? You can get yeah. more of what you saw on Sunday. Yeah, it was. it's so fun. I know everybody had an amazing experience. Remember that. That is a great opportunity to bring your family out, come out and have an amazing, amazing time. Alabama's a great team. Alabama has been national champion. You know, everyone we're bringing in here this year, national champions in their in their uh, history. So this is a team that we're gonna we're gonna need your help. Speaking of help, can we brag on your staff? And I'm not just saying this because I saw them all on uh, Sunday, but you guys have dealt with a lot of adversity this year. You know, obviously real life adversity, injuries. How impressed have you been with the way that they've stayed together and focused and driven? Yeah, it's been tough. It really has uh, with Dave passing and Jen's been out of the out of the gym, which has been yeah. really hard for our athletes. And uh, we've all been handling that on a personal level as well as the gymnasts. And so you have that. You also have the injuries that we're managing. You also have just lots of things going on. And uh, I'm really proud of the way that our staff has kept it together, but also our team. You know, yeah. they've just been really strong mentally. They rose to the occasion this week after, um, you know, having a pretty tough week, quite honestly. And two days off in a row, which is very uncharacteristic for our team, but we had to do it. That's the way it was just going to work, and and we were going to make it happen. So I'm really proud of them. But, you know, there's a lot of season left, and we still have to make some really smart decisions as we go down the road because April's what really counts. So, again, March 15th, that's a week from Friday. OU Alabama. It won't be the last time that the Sooners will be at home because the Big 12 tournament will be here as well. But obviously, a lot of momentum after over 10,000 on hand for the OU UCLA meet this Sunday. It was a blast. If you haven't gone to a gymnastics meet, do yourself a favor, do so. And oh, by the way, you know who else is really good? The men's team. They're in action this week in the McCaslin Fieldhouse against Illinois. So, tons for Jim U. You can find out more at Soonersports.com. Okay, I have a major problem. I'm a massive draft fan. The NFL draft is one of my favorite times of the year. And it's been really fun now over the last two seasons to have Sooner quarterbacks in the debate about who might go number one. If you missed it over the weekend, the Combine, which is annually held in Indianapolis, it's a showcase for the NFL's top collegiate talent. And uh, Kyler Murray stole the show, and he didn't do anything. And I say that not as a knock by any stretch of the imagination. We're going to hear from Kyler coming up here in just a bit. But Kyler weighed in, measured, did, did his hand measurements, everything that is just considered to be normal, ho-hum stuff, and everyone lost their mind. I don't know if they thought Kyler Murray was the incredible shrinking man or what, but when Murray stepped on the scale, when Murray uh, had himself finally measured as far as height is concerned, it was what we've known throughout, but for some reason, no one else really seemed to be buying it. Kyler Murray, yes, is indeed taller than 5'10 and does weigh over 200 pounds. So when that happened... When those measurements came out on Thursday, everyone lost their minds. 5'10 and an eighth, 207 pounds. Hand size, nine and one half inches. That's from the pinky tip to the thumb, which is pretty ordinary for a quarterback. Bottom line, all these concerns about being too small, I mean, they're not going to go away. People are going to still bring them up. But at least in the eyes of many, he is now someone in play for the top pick in the draft. So imagine it. Oklahoma could have the top pick in the NFL draft in back-to-back years playing the same exact position. Now we're going to hear from Kyler coming up here in just a bit. But 10 teams met with Kyler Murray. According to Peter King, he had to sit down with 10 teams. Now those 10 teams included the Arizona Cardinals, who are sitting there with the number one pick overall in the draft. The Oakland Raiders had to sit down with Kyler Murray. Some think that John Gruden is enamored with Kyler Murray and that the Raiders could be a team that if Arizona doesn't take him at number one, they could try to move up and get him prior to the fourth pick. The Giants, the Jaguars, the Miami Dolphins, and the Washington Redskins. Now, 
I don't just skip over those teams, but those have been the six teams that have been kind of viewed as going after a quarterback, whether it be Kyler Murray or Dwayne Haskins or Daniel Jones or Drew Locke or maybe even Will Greer. Those are the six teams who could take a quarterback in the first round. But get this. There were four other teams that met with Kyler Murray, three of them that we know of. One is a mystery team. The other three teams have established quarterbacks but could could potentially be in play. They include the Seattle Seahawks, which seemed a little bit odd to me, the Detroit Lions, and the Los Angeles Chargers. So a lot of buzz around Kyler Murray, and understandably so. And guess what? He didn't do anything but step on a scale, go through his medicals, and get measured. And that was it. That show. How electric is Kyler Murray? Everyone's talking about him, and he didn't do anything at the Combine. So I thought it might be cool to kind of share the – I think it's about 15, 14, 15 minutes that he gave with the media. Again, uh, it's kind of hard to hear the questions here, but I think it's worth just hearing Kyler talk about it. There's, there's a couple parts in here where, where he talks about, in fact, right off the top, how important coming to Oklahoma was for him. So a really good listen. But here was Kyler Murray's media availability from the NFL Combine this past week. Young when I was at him, um, I think just maturing on and off the field, I needed to do. Um, you know, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't go back and change anything. You know, I was, I mean, I'm grateful for the opportunity I had at A&M, but I definitely needed, to, you know, to sit back, watch how it's done, and you know, OU was the best place for me, and uh, you know, I loved my time there. <laughs> I just, you know, I'm loving this whole experience. I showed up and just, you know, they told me to put my hand down, told me to stand where, stand here, step on the scale, and that's what I did. Uh, and everybody make a bit, made a big deal about it. So. Is it weird that Yeah, because it's not, you know, it's, it's not a big difference, but uh, it is what it is. Um, and I think I, we can put all that to rest now. So uh, that, that's that's fun. Yeah. Obviously, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm a competitor. I love the game. Um, to be the number one pick would be, you know, that's a kid's dream come true. So um, if I, you know, if my name was called number one, that would, uh, I'd be ready to go for sure. Uh, again, you know, Bake's, Bake's success is his success. He did come from o- Oklahoma. You know, that's my guy, and uh, and I wish him the best, obviously. Um, but again, I gotta, I gotta do my thing. I gotta prove myself at this level, and uh, you know, I, I hope he continues to do his thing. But um, yeah, I, I, you know, his success is his success. So. Yes, it's a final decision. Uh, I'm here. I'm ready to go. Um, I'm, I was born a football player. I love this game, and uh, you know, there's there's no turning back. When I made this decision, it was it was, you know, I'm 100% in. I'm doing nothing. Uh, I'm just doing interviews. I'll be doing everything at pro day. I tend to run on pro day. Just that's the uh, you know that's the timeline that me and my me and my, my you know my family, my agent, and my coaches felt were, felt was best. I believed, yes. I, I mean, I knew I was over 200. Um, you know, whether or not I was going to be 5'10 or not, I, I haven't measured myself. So, uh, was it a surprise? No. But I didn't know what was what they were going to say, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's, uh, you know, I don't really pay attention to it. I can't, I see it everywhere, though. I'm not going to lie, I see it everywhere. Uh, you know, sitting in the meeting rooms with, you know, all the players, and we're just sitting here, and I'm on the TV. Uh, so, I mean, you can't really get away from it, but it is what it is. <clears throat> you said what? Um, no, I, I think, you know, for the most part, everybody, everybody's been pretty solid knowing that I'm here to play football. Yeah. Yeah, no, he uh he taught me how to throw the ball when I was seven years old. So um, you know, I definitely wouldn't be here if it weren't for him, you know, teaching me the game of football. As far as all the stuff that, you know, everybody's saying that he has a part in everything that I've done, uh it's, it's you know, as far as you know, A and M and Oklahoma, that I don't know where anybody got that, but 
No, he's just a fan of his son, um, proud of me, and, you know, just like any other dad, so. <clears throat> yeah, um, you know, like you said, OB, uh, Shep, Evans, uh, oh, Saquon, it, I think, you know, me in that system or with, with those guys it can be very dangerous. Um, and, you know, at the same time, I don't get to choose where I go. So, you know, if that was the case, I would love to be in that situation. Uh, love to be in New York. But at the end of the day, like I said, I don't, I don't pick myself, so. <clears throat> Will I? Uh, yes. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, I've studied a lot of quarterbacks in the league, but um, him in particular, just because you know, similar in height, um, he's 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 had a lot of success, obviously, and um, you know, I've got to you know talk to him a couple times. So, uh, you know, good to have him in my corner, you know, um, as a resource, and you know, obviously, I look up to him. So, uh, you know, watching him do it at at five ten, you know, and kind of putting doubters to rest is a it's a good deal. Top top pro attribute. I mean, I, I'm like I said, I love the game, but more importantly, I think uh, you know the mental side of the game is definitely uh, something where I feel you know it's unmatched. But I mean, that's just that's just the way I feel. I've played a. I've, ne I've never been the biggest guy on the field. I'm always the smallest guy on the field. And I've said it multiple times, you know, I, I feel like I'm the most impactful guy on the field and the best player on the field all the time. So, um, you know, that's just the confidence that, you know, I have in myself, uh, you know, my teammates have in me. And uh, I've always had to play at this height. It's never, you know, I, I don't know. Everybody's trying to make it out to be something. But at the same time, you know, I just go out there and play the game that I love. <laughs> What's up? Would I be disappointed? No, I don't, you know, I don't, I'm not going into it with any expectations of, you know, if this guy gets taken before me, I'm going to be upset. No, I'm going to be happy wherever I go. Uh, at the end of the day, it's an opportunity to go play football. Um, and wherever I land, you know, is getting a guy that loves this game um, and is ready to go. And, you know, I, I'm a winner. So I think that's, uh, that's, that's where my mind's at. Um, no, I haven't. I haven't talked to him recently, but uh, you know, he just told me, you know, fellow Heisman winner when I was at the Heisman deal, he was just talking to me about, you know, football and baseball, you know, situations he's been in, and just, you know, basically just following your heart. Speaking of which, Mike Harper got three hundred thirty million dollars. Yeah. How much money is that a year? Okay. <laughs> Everybody makes a big deal about it because it says $300 million. I mean, it, it's, there's quarterbacks making more money than him a year. I don't, you know, I don't. What I love about football? Uh, that's a tough question. Um, they, you just, I mean, all, everything that football takes out of you, um, it, it's all worth it. I really, I mean, honestly, you want me to break down the game of football, right? I mean, uh, that's it, tough, but uh, there's there's so much to love about it. Um, obviously, you know, having success plays a big part in that. You know, nobody likes to lose, but uh, for me, I haven't done a lot of losing, so it's always been fun to me. You know, it's always been the, the love of my life. So uh, the fact that I get to continue playing it, you know, and playing the NFL is a dream come true for sure. Where'd you get that? No, I definitely let them know what was going on. Yes, they knew. Yes. Uh, I, I don't want to say a wait. I mean, I guess you could say a wait, you know. Waking up before I had even, you know, uh, when it was all out there, you know, knowing that everybody's wondering what I was going to do. You know, I'd wake up and couldn't even go outside my room without hearing myself on the TV. So now that it's out there, like you said, uh, it has been kind of a relief just to be able to work on football, you know, get my body right and 
focus on football. So I, I guess you could say that. Uh, I mean, p people who play baseball, you know, it's a game of failure. And um, I, I think that's a lesson that, you know, has helped me a lot. Um, being patient, you know, it's taught me patience. You know, these are two different games we're talking about. Um, and they both teach you different lessons. So for me, uh, definitely being patient and learning how to fail and come back and just, you know, handle adversity. I don't know. I mean, I am who I am. So uh, two, I mean, there's different techniques as far as, you know, two sports, so it was tough, you know, because they invested in me and they just, you know, they were great through the whole process, but at the end of the day, I had to follow my heart and um, that's what I did, so. So what? Um, when? I don't really remember the timeline, but uh, you know, I I guess after the season when you know I, I really didn't understand you know how the or knew how the NFL felt about me because I hadn't played in two and a half years or so. So um, you know, after having the season that I had, you know, going into that season with the mindset of um, you know doing my thing and um, you know lay it all out there and we'll see what happens at the end of the day, and that's what I did. So um, and then I, you know the NFL kind of heated up and. I mean, here we are, so. Yeah, obviously he's um, a legend in, you know, the game of football, but uh, no, I have not met with the Broncos. You uh, said what? Yeah. <laughs> my mom. <laughs> and um, she, she's, uh, I mean, she raised me. She's my best friend. I've said it. Uh, many times, uh, you know, I am who I am because of her. So, um, no, I mean you can't play this game scared. <laughs> at the end of the day, so. I mean, obviously, you know, uh, getting older, um, not being in school having actual time to eat and do other things, uh, I think has helped me a lot. So I played I played around 195 in college. Um, so I'm, yes, I intend on being bigger in the NFL. <laughs> Have I? Uh, I've, I've talked to, yes, a couple coaches. Yeah, Bake, uh, I mean, I learned a lot from Bake, but, you know, aside from him being, my, you know, one of my good friends, uh, it wasn't really anything that he just told me as far as, you know, you need to do this to be great or you need to do that to succeed. Uh, you know, he he knows talent when he sees it, and we, we have this, like, general, we have this respect for each other, you know, off the field and on the field. So I think more so just getting to watch him operate, you know, see how he works. Um, you know, obviously learning under Coach Riley. Um, it, that all that ties in, you know, why I was successful at OU. So, <laughs> so yeah, um, yeah. I mean, Coach Coach Kingsbury, uh, you know, he you know what type of offense he runs. Um, obviously, you know, he recruited me out of high school. Um, have a great relationship with him. Um, you know, if we were if I were to play under him, um, I, I think it, you know, I think it'd be a great deal. Um, but again, like I said, I don't. I don't get to pick the players. Uh, all I can do is, you know, show up to where I'm supposed to be, work hard, and, uh, you know, get after it. How comfortable would I be? Uh, obviously, you know, very comfortable knowing, you know, how he operates the offense, um, what we look for, and, and how to how to operate everything as far as, you know, giving everything to the line of scrimmage, uh, receivers, you know, what you see in college. Um, you know, it's not much so what you see on Sunday. So I think, you know, me and him being together would be, It'd be nice. <laughs> um, I, I was obviously generous words from him. Uh, but like I said, I mean, that's the relationship that he's always, you know, been very fond of me, uh, and I respect that. And I've always, you know, never taken that for granted. Uh, you know, he's always some, someone I could, uh, you know, go to uh, if I needed anything. So, um, 
Yeah. It'd be like I said, it would be fun, um, and it'd be a great deal if if I was picked no one, if number one. So if I weren't playing football. Like, what do you mean? Did I get hurt? Like, but I I don't think you can ask that question. I don't like, I was playing football. Like, <laughs> Yeah, my fam. I mean, my family um, and close friends, obviously, uh, and people that I go to for about anything. Um, no, no, I, was, I had to make the decision. To your question, though, I'd probably be—I don't know—I'd I'd probably be coaching somebody. Yeah, coaching something. <laughs> I've never questioned myself. Have I struggled? Yes. Uh, you know, my freshman year at A&M wasn't, you know, as successful as, you know, being the number one quarterback coming out of high school, um, expecting to play now. And I did, but, you know, obviously I failed a little bit. But like I said, everything happens for a reason. Um, I think I need, you know, it needed to happen. It, everything happens for a reason. So um, I think it took that for me to, you know, uh, grow on and off the field. And, you know, going to OU is the best thing that could ever happen to me. So. Struggling in the game, I, I, you gotta you gotta keep fighting. You know you can't give up. Uh, you know that that's not how you handle stuff. You don't just you know you don't just quit. So uh, I, I would say definitely you know keep working at it. And uh, if you put your mind to it, you can do it. What I have to work on the most? I mean, it sounds cliche, but I think just everything. You know, getting getting better at everything, every aspect of the game. Uh, you know, obviously, I, I think I bring a lot to the game as far as, you know, being mobile, uh, being able to throw it from the pocket, outside the pocket. And, uh, yeah, I think just, you know, you're going into a locker room full of grown men and you got to prove to them that you can, you know, you can lead them. So uh, I, I think there's a lot of stuff to work on. I mean, I didn't really look at it like that as far as, you know, I, I've been doing both my whole life, so it was just like a, you know, a switch. It's just, you know, when I'm playing baseball, I'm going all in, and when I was playing football, I was going all in. It's not like I was, I mean, there were there were times I'd play football or I'd have football practice and go play a baseball game the same day, but uh, I guess to your point, yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll probably get a lot better. <laughs> I hope. Now, real quick, before we get to Marquise Brown, here's a couple of other notes. Cody Ford felt a shoulder kind of twinge whenever he was doing his bench press. He repped out at 19 total reps. They thought he would be more around 25, maybe even 28. So when the OU Pro Day comes around on March 13th, he is going to lift again. I don't imagine that he'll actually run again. How about Austin Seibert? Saw this note from Jay Bolware. He went 13 for 15 on field goals with his only misses coming from 55 yards. It was the best percentage at the combine. He was also crushing all of his kickoffs, according to Coach Bolware. So, you know, we talk so much about first-round guys like Cody Ford and Kyler Murray. There's a really good chance Austin Seibert could be one of the first kickers off the board. Kind of the forgotten man, Rodney Anderson, did the bench press. I think it was the second third highest number for running backs that Anderson put up. He's not going to be ready to run by the OU Pro Day on March 13th, but he could have a separate workout for scouts prior to the draft later in April. In fact, I think there's a rumor that he might try to run, if medically clear, to do so the week before the draft. So Rodney Anderson, if he can run and show teams that he's ready to go, I think there's a good chance he could sneak into late second, early third round. And the, the talk of the combine beyond Kyler Murray on day one or the offensive lineman. Cody Ford, uh, outside of kind of the, the, the tough bench press number, impressed in all of the movement drills that they have the linemen go through. Uh, Drew Samia weighed in over 300 pounds, which was a big deal. Some thought he might weigh a little bit under that. I think Ben Powers is planning on running at the OU Pro Day. Bobby Evans put up a solid number. So beyond just Kyler Murray, the OU lineman really did a good job in stealing the show on the first day of the draft. And then there was Marquise Brown. Speaking of a guy who has generated a lot of buzz during his career from the gold grill to the Hollywood nickname, the unfortunate news for Marquise Brown 
was that he suffered the foot injury, which basically took him out of play for a 40-time or any pre-draft drills. That Liz Frank injury is one that it's really kind of tough to gauge exactly what the recovery might look like. But it didn't stop Marquise Brown from meeting with the media. And this is another I, – I really appreciate the job Matt Archibald did in getting this audio for us from uh, Sooner Vision from the digital side of things. But I really thought the Marquise Brown sit-down, about 10 minutes or so, is really good. He talks a lot about Jalen Hurts in this as well too. So uh, Marquise Brown, to kind of wrap up our combine conversation – from the NFL Combine. Uh, yeah, um, you know, I, I get utilized wherever, but I mean, I speak, let the film speak for itself. I play outside, I play inside, wherever you need me. Uh, my speed, my technique, you know, my attention to details, you know, just allows me, you know, play the game how, how any other receiver, you know, would try to do it. Yes, sir. Yeah, so I could play outside, you know, catch a comeback, take it to the house. I could play inside, catch it out, take it to the house. So I feel like I could play both pretty well. What's going on? I mean, that's 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 him, you know. Whatever he, he, he likes to do, you know, I just wish him the best and wish nothing but, you know, success for him. Uh, we, we talked like a couple of weeks ago when I was uh, back in Florida. Nah, mostly when we talked, he's just motivating me, you know, helping me deal with what I'm going through. Nah, it's mostly just talks about me. Uh, just lead by example. Uh, when we working out, we just go, we work out together, watch film. Uh, basically, it just show me how to you know treat my body and everyday everyday things. Uh, I save his uh, aggressiveness. You know, anytime he gets the ball, he wants to score as well. So I feel like in that in that sense, you know, we got the same type of thinking mentality when we want the ball, get the ball, and score. Uh, yeah, it's frustrating, but I got close with a lot of these guys, so I'm looking forward to seeing them compete. And just out here meeting with the coaches, it's been a lot of fun. Uh, as far as any position, uh, Quentin Williams, when we play Alabama, he's a disruptive player. Uh, he's a great player, and looking forward to seeing what he's going to do. I mean, it's good cornerbacks that I play. You know, I don't know how to just single out just one. Uh, so I watch a lot of guys, uh, and I just take bits and pieces from guys. So when I post them, it's just more of like a appreciation thing to those guys that come before me and, you know, them being, you know, say they're undersized guys and they out here making impacts. I'm just showing, you know, just homage to them. Uh, I think probably when I was younger, now it's not, it don't really bother me no more because I just let my play speak. Yeah, he talked to me about it. He like, you know, I should have no excuse. He went six round, you know, whatever round I'm going, I feel like I'll go higher than that. So he, he says I have no excuses, and, you know, he want me to be better than him. So that's that's what I'm aiming to do. Nah, yeah, I talked to him today. I will. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I say uh, my strengths, my speed, my playmaking ability, you know, my dynamic ability, explosion, 
uh, my strengths is literally my strengths. I need to get stronger. You know, I, uh, I'm continue to get stronger. I've been taking the weight room serious since, you know, I got to college. And that's something I'm going to continue to work on. Uh, now nah, I like the Dolphins. I'm from I'm from Florida, so I like the Dolphins growing up. Yeah, I went to their games. I've been, you know, my first costume was a Dan Marino, you know, uniform. So, uh, not just one man. I like I like Antonio, but I like a lot of players. <laughs> nah, I mean I'm a I'm his fan, but you know they play the Dolphins. I'm a root for the Dolphins. <laughs> I watch them play, you know, a lot. Whenever I can on the TV, I watch them play. You know, Kyler is a special player, and, you know, it's just fun playing with him, watching him, you know. When I watched the film and see some of the passes that he threw while getting pressure, it was like, that, that, that was what's up. So, you know, he's he a great player. I let, you know, I let the, we let our play speak for us, you know. That's not our job to, you know, talk back. We just let our play speak. What you mean compare? Uh, it's just different passes. Uh, you know, Baker, they're two different quarterbacks. I mean, like, Baker is is a more talker. You know, Kyler is more, you know, he let his, his talk, he let his play do the talking. So it's just, they're different two personalities, but they're two great quarterbacks. Uh, today. Huh? Yeah. Formal. <laughs> I can't give out our playbook. I mean, <laughs> uh, I guess, you know, anytime I get to run a post or something or catch a short pass and get upfield, you know, Coach Riley a great player, great play caller. So a lot of our plays are, are some, some home run plays. No, nah, it was never no doubt. Uh, I always believed in myself. I knew what I bring to the table, and you know, I was just happy I was able to showcase it on the big stage. Yeah, um, I always uh, guys paved the way for you know younger guys, you know. So I I feel like Baker's success, you know, paved the way and. It's really opened up other doors for not just Kyler, but for quarterbacks, you know, to come. Yeah. Nah, for me, you know, where I grew up at, childhood dream was making it to college. You know, the NFL is just like surreal. It's a, it's a bonus. Uh, I say I feel like I'm the, you know, most explosive, most dynamic playmaker. Um, I envision myself, you know, as a football player. So, however, whatever team, you know, takes me, they're going to get my 100% if I'm number one, number two, whatever, however they need me. <laughs> oh, no, I, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, today. Uh, just, you know, they want to know if I know football. And that's that's what I'm out here trying to showcase, that I know my X's and my O's. Huh? Uh, I don't know. I don't think I got a weird question. It, it's pretty straightforward. 
you know, just what type of guys he, you know, uh, what impact he had on my life, influence he is for me. You ask what the teams ask. <laughs> nah, I, like I said earlier, you know, he's he always motivate me and he try to, you know, get me to keep up in my work ethic because he's he's a hard worker. So whatever he's doing, he want me to do more than that. So that that's it's a lot. Yeah, it might be a few next year. Uh, um, seniors, Neville Gallimore, a D, a D lineman. Um, you know, we just got to transfer Jalen Hurts. You know, he he gonna be here. We got some receivers that might be here. So, yeah. Huh? Uh, I, you know, just coming here and meeting all the coaches and, you know, letting them see me in person and picking my brain and, you know, getting to know me. That's something that, you know, person to person talk. Oh, we ain't going to speak on it. Uh, everything, really. Um keep working on my routes, uh, keep working on my strength, my speed, and every, do the best I can. Uh, yeah, I'm going to start back running like April, May, uh, but I'm not going to be fully cleared to, uh, to camp. Yeah. Uh, I didn't know him, uh, you know, that well during the season. But since we've been out here, we done we done talk. We're cool now. Uh, he a great player. You know, he's tall. You know, he he's a go getter of the ball. You know, when the ball goes up, he he wants to come down with it. Um, so Sunday, you'll watch watch the game that we just had. You know, critique it. You know. Learn from that. Monday, we'll get the scout report of the next team, uh, get the DBs, you know, get the third down tendencies, you know, all that. Tuesday, we'll study. I'll study the DBs and, you know, what they like to do. Uh, Wednesday, go back to our game plan and how we can uh, cooperate against this opponent. Um, and Thursday and Friday is really keep going, go back on what we've been reviewing. Tuesday practice, yeah, Tuesday practice. It's just we go hard in practice. Um, we practice how we play. So that Tuesday practice is going to let me know if I'm going to be ready for Saturday. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know how the, how the schedule works. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so when I first got to college, um, I saw press. But, you know, after a while, after I made a, you know, a name for myself, you know, people didn't really press me that much. So I know in the NFL, you're going to get press coverage. You're going to get it a lot. And that's something I'm going to be ready for. I mean, my size, my size. I look at my skill set to be an advantage. Um, just my technique, my speed, my attention to details. I study my opponent. Yeah, I think so. Uh, it was it was great. Uh, Baker really, you know, motivated me to get out there and really make plays. You know, Baker always pushed me uh, to be to be great, and and that's I love that guy. Yeah. I mean, I'm just out here having fun, you know. Like I said, you know, all this is surreal to me to be out here. It's just a blessing. I appreciate, you know, all of this stuff. So I'm out here just being myself. Oh, they love it. You know, every team I talk to, they they, they love my personality. They love what I bring to the table.
No, I might have some tonight. We'll see. No, I don't know which team yet, but <laughs> we're going to see. I plan to. Yeah, it'd be beneficial because that's something I've been running. But if I'm not in a system like that, you know, I get in, I learn that system and learn what they want me to do and try to do it to my best ability. Uh, we're, we're not that close, but, you know, we talk and whenever we see each other, it's all love. Yeah, um, yeah, whenever he came to Oklahoma, it was like he was always show me something, uh, teach me something, uh, something about this DB. Uh, not really. Uh, I mean, they know I got a foot injury. I weighed in uh, 166, so I, I haven't done none of my legs since December. So once I get back on my feet and, you know, strengthen up my body to what it's going to be, I'm never going to be a 190-pound receiver. So whatever I'm going to be, you know, whoever take me, that's, that's what they're going to get. Uh, between uh, probably 170, 175. Uh, yeah, yeah, I have. Uh, it was good, positive. Like I said, they just want to know, learn, know about me, my history, and do I know football. Uh, if they move on from, you know, that's, that's a bit shoes to fill, but I feel like I can come in, I can produce, you know, and be myself. Yeah, it's killing me. I was looking forward to doing the 40, but, you know, it's it's cool. I let my play speed uh, speak. I was going to aim for the record, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Michael Vick. <laughs> yeah, I... I grew up watching, you know, Michael Vick throw them long touchdowns to Sean Jackson. I'm like, oh, that's crazy. You know, just to run out there and just have somebody throw it that far was just, you know, crazy to me. Chiefs. Yeah. Oh, I can't put that out there now. I got a money play, though. <laughs> yeah. Just, I, I, I said, I spoke in this earlier, just uh, work ethic. And just no matter where I get drafted, that's only the first part. You know, you got to put in the work. It's not, you got to earn the spot. Nothing is given to you. No mistakes are, uh, I mean, not mistakes. No, uh, no excuses can be made. We'll have tons more. I mean, March 13th, so what, a week from Wednesday is the OU Pro Day. I mean, I, I'm going to be traveling with softball that day, so I don't get to attend it. But uh, we'll get tons from Jessica. She'll be front and center. Maybe we'll get Gabe Eichert and Teddy Lehman to come on with us as well, too, to just give us some perspective. NFL Network is planning on being here. I mean, we thought, we thought we'd have some shows, or we had some shows in the past with Sam Bradford's Pro Day and Baker's last year. But, I mean, what's the old saying go? You ain't seen nothing yet in anticipation of the April 25th draft. How about that? the possibility of just about everybody in the country being live from here on March 13th. So a lot of NFL stuff. By the way, we're going to have a special podcast that will drop tomorrow. So if you're getting this on a Tuesday, and again, I apologize for being a little late. Wanted to make sure we got KJ in here. On Wednesday, Lincoln Riley is meeting with the media in advance of spring football, and we will bring you that press conference right here on the Sooner Sports Podcast. So uh, if you just can't wait to get more college football news, we will have you covered right here on the pod with a special episode coming up on Wednesday. So it will basically drop as soon as Lincoln wraps up. And, oh, by the way, we had over 10,000 
for Women's Gym on Saturday. Let's get over 10,000 at 8 o'clock on Tuesday night as the Sooners can basically end the Kansas streak with both Texas Tech and Kansas State winning this evening. Kansas State controlling its own destiny for a Big 12 title. The Kansas Jayhawks could see their run of 14 consecutive Big 12 regular season titles come to an end if the Sooners beat them tonight. That's an 8 o'clock tip. Tickets are still available. Red Panda Halftime Show. So go to Soonersports.com slash tickets for more information. And, oh, by the way, we've got softball that's been moved up to 3 o'clock this afternoon. We've got a big series this weekend. Michelle Gascoigne's Northwestern Wildcats are coming to town. She's the pitching coach and doing an incredible job with the Wildcats. Syracuse is here. Grand Canyon U is here. So it's going to be a fun weekend for softball. And the OU baseball team on the road will have complete coverage for you on the Sooner Radio Network. So a lot on the Combine. A little Kyler Murray, a little Marquise Brown, and a lot of K.J. Kindler. Fun show. Thanks for listening. We'll see you guys back here with a special edition of the podcast on Wednesday with Lincoln Riley's press conference and the game plan. Well, this has been the game plan and the tailgate to get you ready for a big Sooner weekend coming up on Friday. Until then, have a great weekend. Boomer Sooner, everybody. This has been the Sooner Sports Podcast. Make sure to get all the latest episodes online right now at Soonersports.tv slash podcast. And make sure to follow us on Twitter at OU on the air. Let's jump into Peppa's world of play. Look for spring flowers, hunt for muddy puddles, and bravely explore exciting places with Peppa play sets. Peppa Pig, inspiring kid confidence.